0: You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Gladys Langley. Enjoy.
1: Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. It's a joy and an honor to come to you one more time. The truth is that there is a word from the Lord, and whenever there is a word from the Lord, there is a high level of excitement in the air. Today we want to go to Daniel, Daniel chapter 6, and I'd like to read the first 10 verses of the 6th chapter of the book of Daniel. Verse 1 says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Verse 3, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said this man, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king, and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, The councillors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Meats and Persians, which altered not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Thus end the reading of the scriptures for today. I'd like to talk to you for the next few minutes on the subject, panic or pray? Panic or pray? You know, my friends, all of us, sometime or the other in our life, will have a moment where we will panic. But we also have a choice at that moment to pray. So that's what we want to talk about today, panic or pray. The book of Daniel has always stirred my heart, probably yours too. The devil has long sought to destroy this marvelous portion of the word of God. Many have declared that the book of Daniel should even be removed from the Holy Scriptures. But Jesus put his stamp of approval upon the book of Daniel when he declared, When you, therefore, shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, hear what Jesus said. He said, stand in the holy place. That's in Matthew 24 and verse 15. Daniel, a Hebrew captive in Babylon, had found favor with King Darius and had been placed above the presidents and princes because the Bible says an excellent spirit was in him. Now, the king had recognized in Daniel a much greater man than he had supposed and the position to which he appointed Daniel was second in power only to that of the king himself. That's why my friends it's important that we guard our steps. Watch what we do, what we say, where we go because somebody is keeping an eye on us whether it be good or or evil. This appointment, of course, brought real trouble to Daniel, for through jealousy and envy, the presidents and princes sought to find occasions against Daniel. They did that because Daniel was an honest man. The song that says honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue, but Daniel wasn't honest man. He was a loyal man. He was a faithful man, faithful in all his duties in the palace. So they came to the conclusion that the only way they could bring any charge against this man who stood so high in favor with the king was to charge him through his relationship to Jehovah God. The truth is, they were well acquainted with Daniel's faith. They were well acquainted with Daniel's devotion to God. And they knew that he would forfeit his life before he would renounce the one true God and turn his worship elsewhere. That's powerful. That's a man who stands for what he believed was right. So they persuaded the king to sign a decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lion. So according to the law of the Medes and Persians, a decree once signed must stand. It could not be revoked. It could not be Altered, the king have spoken, and so shall it be. So if Paul went according to their plan, then the decree which Darius had just signed would mean death to Daniel, because they knew that he would never betray his faith in God, nor deny his testimony. I wonder, my friends, could that be said of any of us today, where people will know that we will never deny our faith in God, nor deny our testimony before this lost and ungodly world. So now we come to our text, especially in verse 10. Now it says, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before. My friends, there are six things I want us to notice in verse 10 concerning Daniel today. Number one. Daniel was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. When he learned that the decree was signed, a decree that could mean his death, he went into his house and he prayed. The Bible didn't say that he panicked. The Bible says that he went into his house and he prayed. It is obvious that Daniel's house was his place of refuge. So he went there to desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. He went into his house, his place of refuge. And now under stress of denying his God or facing death in the lion's den, he again went into his house and sought fellowship with God. No doubt the walls of Daniel's house. His place of refuge afforded a feeling of security that the outside world did not provide. And that should be true of every uh, Christian home. Our home should be a place of that we feel secured, that we can talk to God freely, my friends. Daniel's home was a sanctuary. When his soul when his soul was troubled and when danger threatened it was there he communed with God so I am left to wonder I am left to wonder what you and or I would have done in like circumstances faced with Daniel's problems would we have honey or would we have prayed it's a choice that we must make When situations uh, come our way. Daniel could have protested to the king. Or he could have tried to gain sympathy from his friends in the kingdom. He had a perfect right to demand an audience with the king. He was, as a matter of fact, a member of the king's cabinet. But this wise Hebrew sought an audience with one who is much higher than the king of Babylon. He drew near to God in order that God might draw near to him and reveal his will and his plan to him. the Bible, the Bible tells us to draw near to God and God will draw near to us. Glory be to our God. Daniel was in complete agreement with the psalmist, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. Psalms 118 and verse 6. If we fear our enemies more than we fear God, if our fear of man is stronger than our faith in God, then certainly we have no right to expect him to hear us when we pray. If Daniel had closed his windows before he prayed, he would most assuredly have messed up his testimony, and that would have hindered the effectiveness of his prayer. Maybe Daniel did not have Romans 8:31 in print as we have it in the word Of God today. But down in Daniel's heart. He had the message. If God be for us. uh Who who then can be against us? Man that's that's powerful. To know that if God is for you. Then nobody can be against you. All that I want is in God. And if God is on my side. Then I have it all. He not only knew a historical God. He knew God personally. He believed in a God who was near in time of trouble. The Bible says he is a very present help in times of trouble. A God who was able to deliver in spite of the devil's tricks and trade. So the question is, are you a courageous Christian? Are you able to stand up uh, uh, against what is wrong and stand up for what is right? I hope you do. Your path may be dark as night, but stand up for God after you have done everything that there is to be done. I came to tell you, my friends, you must still stand up for Jesus as a soldier of the cross. Then number three, Daniel He was a man of great faith. A man of great faith. Glory be to our God. The writer of Hebrews listed the heroes of faith in chapter 11. And in verse 33, he mentioned those who through faith stopped the mouths of lions. Daniel, without question, stands as one of God's heroes of faith. Daniel went into his house to pray. The windows of his house were opened and he prayed before the window that opened towards Jerusalem. One thing is certain, Daniel's windows were not open just for the purpose of permitting fresh air and sunshine to enter his room. No, not at all. But beyond the distant Horizon lay a city, the city of his fathers, the holy city of God, the city of the coming king. So, as he looked towards Jerusalem, uh, stay with me today. As he looked towards Jerusalem, oh, my friends, faith burnt in his heart. He remembered, he remembered the God of Abraham, he remembered the God of Isaac. He remembered the God of Jacob. He said, that's my God. The old city of Jerusalem was his real home. But someday his faith in God would be honored and his nation would go back home to Jerusalem. Ah, that's what is happening now. That is why he kept his windows open towards the holy city. A man of such faith could have prayed in a back room of his house. He could have set up his worship in a secluded spot. But he chose to pray before an open window with his face towards his beloved city, Jerusalem. That's wonderful. How strong, my friends, is your faith in your God today. Faith that will cause you to pray instead of panicking when circumstances come your way. Then number four, he was a man of great humility. Daniel was an outstanding personality. He had been appointed to a place of prominence and authority. And yet the Bible tells us that he knelt down upon his knees and prayed. Daniel could have become arrogant. I have no doubt about that. And even demanding. But the power and the exalted place he occupied had not made him proud. He knew that God resisteth the proud. But God gives grace to those who are humble. So Daniel must have prayed and said... Humble me, Lord, and let me do your will. As he approached God in prayer, he knelt upon his knees in humble reverence to the only true and the only wise God. I must point something to you. It is interesting to note that the only time this great man knelt was when he Came to God in prayer. He had occasion to enter into the presence of the king of Babylon. He held audience with dignitaries of his day, but he knelt before none save before his God. Daniel's strength lay in the fact that he humbled himself for God on his knees. He reached beyond the stars. He recognized the constant presence of God. He honored him with a humble and with a contrite heart. Wow! So with God, the way up is done. Men are at their greatest when they are on their knees in holy submission to Almighty God. Daniel was great in wisdom. He was great courage, He was great in faith, and in spite of his exalted position in Babylon, he remained true to his God. That is wonderful, my friends. Then number five, Daniel was great in his persistence. Persistent goes a long way when praying, and Daniel knelt upon his knees not only one time in the day, but the Bible says he knelt on his knees three times a day and not to take a nap. But he knelt on his knees three times a day to commune with God. He knew a little talk with Jesus. Always make things right. So Daniel took advantage of knowing such. So three times a day he prayed. He knew he believed what Paul said that we must be In an atmosphere of prayer All the time We must pray without ceasing Because prayer works So praying was Not an intermittent Practice with Daniel It was an established Habit He did not use prayer As a fire rescue Nor as a life jacket Or as an insurance Policy No he did not do that He was not constant to simply place his request or need before God and then rest. He continually stormed the throne of heaven. He persisted in his effort until God heard and something happened, my friends. That's why I want to emphasize to you today, if you pray today, because sometimes you hear people say, Well, I have prayed and nothing is Happening, but Daniel knew that if you want to see result, you've got to storm the throne of heaven constantly and have a little talk with Jesus. Daniel believed in God, he believed in his own mission on earth. He believed that God had put him here for a purpose. Therefore, he could pray in faith, believing that God would hear. And that God would answer his cry. This friend is true in prayer, my friends. He was true in his prayer life. Be true in your prayer life. Pray until something happens, my friends. Pray until God hears your cry and God answers your prayer. By the way, persistent, they say, spells success. Persistent spells success. Then number six. Number six, my friends. He prayed, Daniel prayed with thanks given. He prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before. There is something strange about this. It is easy to praise and thank God when something good has come our way. When some great burden has been lifted, or when a great deliverance has already come. But beloved, Daniel praise and thank God before deliverance came. Glory be to God. That's why we told you earlier that Daniel was a man of great faith. He believed. He's thanking God because he had faith. He's thanking God because he believed that God will hear his cry and that God, God will answer his prayer. So now he's praising God. He's thanking God for deliverance that has not even come because he believed that deliverance was on its way. Daniel could have panicked, but instead he prayed and gave thanks. He prayed for deliverance from the king's decree. And I believe that he gave thanks for past experiences and past mercies. He thanked God for the settled peace he had in his heart even though he faced possible death in the lion's den. That doesn't matter. He's still thanking God for all God has done. We all should purpose in our hearts to be thankful to God for our blessings as Daniel was for his my friends, oh I thank God, I thank God for for his many blessings on my life. I have seen God even this year. Work wonders for me, my friends. God has truly been good and powerful, and great glory be to his wonderful name, for what he has done and what he is still doing and for us, my friends, I am thankful. I trust you are thankful too. We should all purpose in our hearts, I said, to be thankful to God for our blessings as Daniel was for his blessings. So sometimes we only want to be thankful when we get the big blessing, but God wants us to be thankful in little things. If we are thankful in little things, he will bless us with great things also. We must purpose in our hearts here and now, that we will fear God only, my friends, not man, but we must fear God and fear God only. We must purpose in our hearts that we will obey God and we will always be thankful to him. It is good to give thanks unto the Lord, my friends. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, not only when things are going well, But even when things are bad, it is still good to give thanks. Daniel showed us that. He was facing death in the den of lions. But Daniel still thanked God for his mercies. He knew that God was going to do something great for him. We conclude today by saying, thank you, Lord, for everything. Glory be to our God. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining me today. God bless you. You have just listened
0: to a powerful message. Panic or pray? What do you do when you find yourself in trouble? Do you pray or do you start panicking? My friends, I want to encourage you today that you can go to Jesus when things are not going right. When you find yourself in trouble, you can call on the name of the Lord. He is listening. He's waiting for you to call him. He says in his word, call unto me and I will answer you. He said to ask and it shall be given. So all you need to do is to call him up and tell him what you're going through. He loves you. He cares about you. That's why he said to cast all your cares on him him. If you have never trusted him today, I encourage you to do so before it is too late. If you look around, you can see signs of the times are everywhere. We are living in dangerous times. And so I admonish you to try Jesus. If you have tried everything and everything failed you, then try Jesus. He will never fail. All you have to do is to admit that you are a sinner. Believe that he died on the cross for you and then confess him with your mouth. And the Bible says that you will be saved. Won't you trust him today? Father God, we just want to praise your name. We want to give you the glory. We want to give you the honor. We thank you, God, for all our listening friends. We pray for those who have never trusted you, that God, they will come to the saving knowledge of knowing that they need you in their life. They cannot make it on their own. So I pray you speak to their hearts that they will realize that they need you now more than ever. Continue to bless us. Continue to lead us in the path of righteousness. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. And if you've been blessed by these messages, we encourage you to reach out to us at new day of hope podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's new day of hope Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 470-929-5526. Once again, that's 470-929-5526. God bless you and have a great day.